0: He's known as the one-call closer. He's one of the most effective and sought-after sales trainers in closing clients over the phone. He's an international sales trainer and keynote speaker with over 20 years of closing experience. He helps coaches, consultants, and service providers close their high-ticket services over the phone with one call, even for those folks that hate to sell. Kayvon, thank you so much for joining us today.
1: Thank you so much for having me on the show.
0: Now, before we jump into more about your business, I'd love to know a little bit about who you are and what you like to do when you're not working.
1: What I, who I am and what I not like to do when I'm not working. Well, who I am, I mean, is a, is, that's a big question to ask uh, wherever that journey, you want to begin that journey. I always begin that journey uh, back in when I was in grade one and when the entire uh, school system you know, my entire community environment had written me off. Failed grade one. They they labeled me with uh, ADD, ADHD, LD, and basically said that uh, I was you know I was never going to be able to amount to uh, anything. Actually, uh, going through that kind of environment in a small community as a first uh, immigrant um, to this to the country, it was it was it was hard times, definitely. Um, but there was something that lived inside me that I knew that was this so much bigger than I was. And, uh, no matter how hard it got, by the time I was in grade nine, I, I had more, again, labels, the book followed me, teachers, parents, uh, you know, students, they just, they would look at me with disgust. Um, they would look at me as just, you know, a, a factory worker. And it was, uh, it got pretty bad by the time I was, uh, in university. So, did whatever I had to do to get to university. Uh, I was sitting there at the, you know, at the special resource center. And um, they basically said, if I was smart, that I would quit, that I should quit university and go back to uh, the small town that I came from and work at the local factory. Cause that's all that I could uh, amount to. And uh, after uh, hearing that for 21 years, you kind of start, you can start believing that, right. Mm-hmm. It put me through uh you know, quite a bit of a negative spiral, but, there's something that no matter what, even though that, that, that light dimmed and it was even, you know, even I say it was even smaller than a pilot light, uh, it never left because I knew in my heart, I knew in my soul that there was, again, there was just something bigger than me. And, and through my experience, I always had a sales background and, and I felt that my sales background really started at when I was in grade one, when all I had to, do, when I was always selling myself, I was always trying to sell who I was and, not what, who people thought I was. And, uh, that brought me into, um, you know, my sales experience got me to become the number one sales representative for one of the largest pharmaceutical companies. Um, and it was in that moment after I achieved everything I wanted at this point, I'm 27, 28 at the time. I'm working for the largest, co- largest pharmaceutical company. I'm the youngest sales rep in the forest by 15 years And I'm just, again, beating everybody. And it's, this isn't about being arrogant. It's just, this is just the fact of the story. And I realized like all my life, I was trying to just prove people that I was good and prove people wrong. So I went down this road of this corporate mindset of this, of that, of that traditional box. And, and I just one day got fed up and I said, I can't live my life like this, not on my watch and not like this. And. And, uh, there was some transitions happening at work. My, uh, my manager brought me in and she said, I know you're not happy. I know that you're working on your side project. Uh, the CEO caught wind of it. And you know, you're going to have to make a decision. You can either stay here and continue doing what you're doing, or you're going to have to leave, but you can't do both. And I just knew in that moment, I was like, I'm not going to sit here and build someone else's dream. It was time to build my dream. And that's mm-hmm. where my my goals and my, my everything became real to me and I went after it and I went after the coaching and the coaching turned into the consulting and we can deep dive into that if you would like. But that's kind of my, you know, the, the short version of the story with a lot of, you know, great stories in between that. And what I do now, honestly, like, you know, I'm sure you hear this with a lot of coaches is I'm a huge self development guy, leadership, sales. Anything that's going to make me better faster quicker smarter anything that's going to make my relationships grow i love doing i love spending my time around my mentors and um, i'm a, and I'm a very athletic person so I skied for the national uh, ski team for Canada and uh, so I do a lot of skiing in the winter and I do a lot of cycling in the summer and just enjoying uh, my free time
0: cool. Y- You know, everybody loves to be inspired by people's journey. And a few of the things that you said are, I mean, I'd love to dig into them a little bit more. Oh,
2: absolutely.
0: Um, Yeah. You talked about being in pharmaceutical sales and then kind of having a side project going, getting into coaching, and then eventually transitioning on into consulting and training. So what got you started? I mean, when did you make that shift from being a sales guy And then you jumped into coaching, so so let's talk about that just a little.
1: Yeah, so I I knew I I knew I was getting wind of I saw what was happening on the online and the internet marketing and the coaching scene, and I've always wanted to be a uh, at that time you know and I still you know working towards that, but you know your goal shift, but I always wanted to you know be I said the next Tony Robbins right, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh, so I was I'm going to be I'm going to be a coach, I'm going to create my eight week program, and I'm going to go out and do it. And, and I went and did it and I'll tell you something, you know, some people jump and some people leap and some people are like, are just go. And I, I, I'm an all in kind of uh, that's my personality. It's part of maybe my ADDs. I'm all in. So when I mean all in, I, I walked away from a, a well over six figure paying job with a company corporate card and the con like working one day a week. I mean, I had it made, but I wasn't fulfilled. I walked away from that and I just jumped blind, invest. I took, I pulled out my investments. I pulled, I literally did whatever it took to, uh, to, to start my journey. I, I, I flew down to work with the number one vocal coach, uh, Roger Love. You know, I found out that he was Tony Robbins coach for 30 years. So I said, whatever he knows, I got to know. So I, you know, I went and did whatever I had to do to get into the number one vocal coach in the world's uh, office. I mean, I did massive things, but I did them foolishly and I did them blindly. And I and I always say, you know, I made a lot of mistakes that, you know, like a typical entrepreneurs make. And I think I made a lot of mistakes that uh, not a lot of great entrepreneurs make. But the one thing, again, that kept me going was my will and my willingness. And I didn't, and at this point, what had happened was I had tried the online marketing. I tried the coaching and it was, and it wasn't that it was all failure. Like it was, it was actually some of the stuff was very successful. I had at some at one point, uh, within probably, I would say six months of my transition, I had 30 coaching clients, mm. but mm-hmm. it wasn't, it, it just, it didn't feel right. right. And even though I've, and I made massive movements with, uh, these clients, it just, it wasn't congruent. And this is huge. And if there's anything that, I want anybody that who's a coach or a consultant listening is you need to have congruency if you're going to be successful and if you really want to make impact in this world with who you are and what your product is about. See, for me, I thought I wanted to be this coach because I thought it looked good. And I was like, oh, that sounds fun. So I did it and I did whatever. And I did not bad at it because I, I have skills at what I do. But it, it wasn't congruent to the market. And it mm-hmm. wasn't until I actually, again, met my mentor, I believe you had on the show himself, Dan Locke. And Mm -hmm. I showed him everything I was doing. I mean, I was going from ADD coaching because that's what I had. And that's, and I know how to harness it from life coaching, from business and marketing coaching, uh, to even sales coaching. And, and it wasn't until I met Dan and he said, there's no, there's there's no congruency here. He said, and here's what I want. This is very important. I mean, the best advice I ever got was when it comes to coaching. And if you're looking, how do I build my business and what do I sell? Or, you know what? Who's my target market? And the question he asked me was, Kayvon, if I were to blindfold you and tie your hands behind your back, what's the one thing you can do?" And I said, "Well, it's no brainer. I can sell." I said, "Yeah." Goes, "Huh? Interesting." Hmm. And he said, "In what market have you been in the last two years?" So, well, the coaching and consulting. <laughs> I'm like, and I, I couldn't get it. He's like, "Do you right. not see it?" And I'm like, and he finally, it clicked. And then literally, and I have to be honest with you, when, when you become congruent with your message, when you become congruent with who you are internally and come congruent to who you want your target audience or your target or your, your clients to be, the world opens up for you. Mm-hmm. And I have achieved more at that time. I achieved more in six weeks than I did in two years.
0: Nice.
1: It's, it's, it was incredible.
0: That's interesting. You know, most of the people that I talk with strictly are in coaching. Uh, you know, a lot of times they will make little shifts, Mm -hmm. you know, about maybe they, they get started in one area and then they'll sort of shift to another. But I think that it's awesome to just stay open to the idea that the shifts can be big and they can lead you to something even greater than what you thought you were, were going to do in the first place.
1: Oh, yeah, absolutely. I, again, I mean, if you're going to help someone be, a, if you're going to be a coach, you're going to help someone, you got to have an open mindset, right? You can't mm-hmm. have a closed or a fixed mindset or how, how are you going to ever help someone get to where they need to be? Uh, see, I think it's about building, you know, for coaches, I, I, and I you know, and I always consider like a coach or even consultant, we're entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. That's what we're yes. really we really are. We're, we're, we're entrepreneurs. We're the, you know, some of us, me, especially me, you know, I was in the bottom half of the class. I made the top half perfect. Right? We were the outsiders, whatever you want to call it. And, and for me, I realized I'm a triangle. I know it's, people laugh when I say it, but I'm not a square. I, I'm literally a triangle. And all my life, I was trying to be a square. And, and I think it, it, it's a, for when you're in the coaching business, it's, you know, some do it because they, they, they like the lifestyle. Some do it because they feel like that's, like, that's what they're meant to do. But it's really about building a li- like a business around the lifestyle you want and you really want to achieve that you want, not what the market tells you you should have. Not what your friends, your family, or your environment tells you what you have, but really what is it you want as an individual? Mm -hmm. Do you want to have a coaching practice that has thousands and thousands of clients, or do you want to have a coaching practice that impacts the world? And maybe Mm -hmm. it's five or 10 clients a year, but it's high ticket paying clients that pay you what 3,000 clients would do.
0: Right. Really? It
1: really comes down to that. It comes down to that lifestyle. And and what I realized, it's not how much money you're making, it's how you make the money.
0: Yes. Yeah. You know, everyone talks about, you know, when you get into business, there's a lot of ups and downs. And you've really talked about, you know, making that shift from, you know, growing, learning, (laughs) growing and learning and and taking yourself up high. What would you say would be like a really big disappointment that you experienced that you were able to pull yourself out of?
1: But where would I be able to pull my, that's a good question. What was I able to pull my self out of versus what was the biggest disappointment? So I want to talk to the first one. I think my biggest disappointment was my trust in people. And, mm. and, and I still haven't lost trust in people. I just have, I had to be, I now I'm just a little bit more wiser and smarter from my experience. You know, you, you, I, I had trusted so many people through my first two years of entrepreneurship of trying to build my brand, my business to help me. And those were the coaches and the consultants were in it for the money and not in it for the impact. Mm. And because of that, and, and I, and I would never put blame on anybody because I, a true, true leader to which I want to. You know what I'm aspiring to be is you take full responsibility, 100% ownership. So I take 100% ownership on this. It was just a letdown to know that these people kind of exist out there. Now let me tell you, when I say commitment, and I and I and I don't say this, and um, in, 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 I say this to 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 inspire people to understand that if you really want big things to happen in your life, you got to do big things, but you don't have to do them stupid. But you got to make that commitment to do them. And for me. I, I literally, by time I was on my last needle, and I'm talking, I'm walking to the unemployment office at the same time filing for bankruptcy, I had $120,000, now I'm in debt. So before this, I owned a house, I owned property, I had stocks, I had sold the house, I'd stole, sold all my property, I'd sold all my stocks, I cashed out all my uh, RSPs. I put on personal loans. I had two lines of credit on you know uh that were maxed out because I knew in my heart, and this is the thing is you gotta know this that there was there was there was something that was gonna happen. I just knew that there I wasn't destined for failure, mm-hmm. I was destined for greatness, but what I didn't know was how to achieve that greatness and how to get there properly, so what I did was, I saw the deep end of the pool, I saw where all the big players are, and I got on that diving board without ever even knowing how to swim at all, and I dumped, and I literally jived, like dived right in, and I started sinking, and sinking really, really, really fast. And it wasn't, and I, and and I really do owe it to Dan until he literally pulled me out of that pool, and said, and like, you know, kind of dried me off, And put me on the baby pool, ankles high, and said, Now, now you start here. Mm -hmm. And what was good about that was it was easy for me to start there because I had the two years of pain and the two years of letdown of just, it was just constant failure. It was just, again, the wrong messaging. I wasn't congruent to who I was. And then when you get into that desperation, you get into panic mode. Mm -hmm. And when you're in panic mode and desperation, you're not creative. You're not authentic. You're not, you're not, you're not serving the world. What you truly, what you truly should and what you truly can. You're serving the world your fear. You're serving the world your panic. And, and, and how, how do you ever expect to build a business on that?
0: Yes, exactly. Right.
1: So I had to pull and you said, how do I pull myself out? I, I kind of pulled myself out by not pulling myself out. That makes sense. Yeah. By just keep going, but never giving up. You got a dream. If you have a dream and I don't want to get too much on that, but like, If you really have that burning, they say that burning desire in you and you, and you just know that the world needs to see it, then there are countless um, uh, ways to go out to the world and give it to the world. Like we live in such a beautiful world now where everything, we know everything's connected. It's never been easier to make the money you want. You just got to know how to do it. You got to connect yourself with the right people. You got to connect yourself in the right environment. You got to get yourself out of old environment. So here's something I had to do. And this is this was a big one for me. When I made my entrepreneur journey, I looked at my life and I saw that nobody in my life was doing what I wanted to do. So there was nobody in my life that was going to be able to help me. And in fact, I came from scarce environment. I come from where money was scarce. Love, everything was just a scarce environment. So I had to give myself the permission. I walked away from my friends. I walked away from my family. I actually called my mother. And 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 being the youngest boy of of, uh, of a family of three, two older sisters, like um, the, the love I have for my mother is just strong. But I actually had to call her and let her know that you won't be hearing from me for a while. Uh, I won't be around. And it's not because I don't love you. It's because I love you. And I love myself. And I need to walk through that door. And I can't have you or my friends or my current environment come with me. Cause they're just going to drag me back. Cause every time I say I'm failing, they're going to tell me to quit. Right. And I can't have that. I already want to quit. I can't have someone else telling me, well, you sure you, this is what you want to do? Are you sure, Kayvon? Oh, honey, why can't you just be happy? You had right. such a great job. I don't want to be happy because I had a job. I want to be happy because I'm fulfilled and I know that I'm following my dream. And every day I wake up, I'm putting my best effort out there. That's what's going to make me happy. And that did. And that is what made me happy. Even when I was failing, I still, I still, no matter what, I said to myself, Kayvon, like you're living your dream here. You wanted to go do this. Just keep moving, keep moving forward and start making smarter moves. So, Advice I would give is don't, they say jump in, don't do what I did and just jump in blind. My <laughs> God, you got to make that commitment. But, you know, have a business plan. Be smart about it. I, I wasn't. I, I'm straight out, I, I'm i transparent because I'm so grateful what I have created for myself right now. And I don't think I would ever even have what I had right now if I didn't go through what I did. So I wouldn't, re- I don't regret it. You just, you know, you look back and you go, I know what I would have done differently.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, a couple of things that you said really stuck out to me. Um, the first thing, you know, talking about just taking that consistent action and knowing that you had to change a lot of the things in your life to be able to continue to take that consistent action without getting tripped up. And then also, when you said that you, you felt like you know, maybe you were starting to gain some momentum, or you had reached a tipping point when you finally got that mentor in your life, when you got someone that could that could kind of pull you up out of the deep end and set you down and say, you know, try it this way. This may work a little bit better. Would you say that that was, you know, maybe the point where you you felt like things started to to break open for you?
1: Oh, without a doubt. I mean, and that's the thing, right? Entrepreneur being a coach is. It can be a lonely world especially starting out when you're trying to build your your business or your brand. It's a lonely world if you don't have the right people around you and and for me, I was trying to surround myself around all these people and I, you know, paid ma oh, countless countless of dollars for this person and that person. And and, and again, you got to kind of go through it's like dating, right? You go through all these different types of people till you find the one that that one person that you want to spend the rest of your life with, well, like mentorship, I think is the same. Sometimes you outgrow them. So I have mentors now that were my mentors when I was twenty. Now they're my best friends. Mm-hmm. They can't mentor me anymore because I've outgrown them. But they're still my best friends. There's some out mentors that 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 they they said they would mentor me, but they failed me as a mentor. I and I, and, and again, I take ownership, so I failed them as a mentee, right? Mm-hmm. And then there was a time when I met my the the mentor Dan Locke. I mean, I can't. I, and I say it, like, he's my mentor. Dan Locke's my mentor and he's going, you know, and he saved me. He, he saved me because he saw in me for the first time what I saw in myself, but with what nobody else saw. And he, and there was very little people growing up in my life that saw that. And, and, and he finally saw that. And now what, what really was important and what made the difference was he wasn't somebody who was trying To be a mentor or trying to show me the way. He was someone who had already proven the way. Mm -hmm. And that's a huge difference. He wasn't, he wasn't someone who was in the middle of building their business. He was at that point in life of what we call that significance, right? And we know the hierarchy of needs, right? The, you know, we go through survival, we go through financial. I found him when he was in that point of how do I make this world better? And his philosophy is I can't help three or 10,000 people. But I can't help sixty people a year, right, and I was lucky to be one of those sixty and 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 I, we met at one of those times where you know the world kind of aligns, and yes, and it's possible because at that if you asked me a week before I met him, again, I was I was done. I literally I'm not lying to you. It was the same day I'm walking to the you know the uh, to file for bankruptcy that I get that one call. And then the next day, it was this other, it, you know, I did not go into details, but it was another, it was just one of those other things that was like, oh my God, what's happening? And literally it was in six weeks, the business completely, I was out of debt. <laughs> I was, I went from not having, not even knowing how to like literally like, and I'm not going to say eating off, you know, eating off the street. I wasn't there. I'm not going to lie and ever say that I was eating off the street, but it was going that way. You know, I was on my last month's rent. I had sold all my assets. I was starting to sell my, I sold some of my possessions. It was going that way, you know, but I was willing when I made that commitment to myself uh, at the beginning, two years prior, I made that commitment. I said, I'm going to go do this no matter what. If this involves me having to give up everything I have built so hard to work for, I'm willing to do that because I know what the other end looks like. I saw that promise line. I, I, I saw it. I visualized it and I knew it was possible. And the more and more I went down to it, I saw how more possible it was. But then I started believing it was more possible for others, not me. Mm -hmm. And then we get in that negative, negative spiral. And that, that is just not, it's not a place to go. It's not, it's a very bad place. If you're in a negative headspace, you can never move forward. I can't even, like, I mean, I I have to recheck myself every single day. I have to, and I get it now when they, when they say, when you, you hear all these experts and the gurus say, you know, you got to be positive and all that, and and I always used to, yeah, oh, yeah, foo foo, positive, whatever, meditation. But I'll tell you, and I can tell you this, and this is fact: I'm the last guy that you would ever think that would meditate. I'm the last guy that would ever have that mindfulness and and just breathe. As you can tell in my voice, I'm a go getter. <laughs> like I'm a boom, boom, boom. It's my AED. Right. I love it. But when I adopted trying meditation, not even I, I'm not successful at meditation. But when I when I'm diligently trying meditation, when I'm diligent trying to be mindful, being in present moment, my business, my relationships go to a whole other level, and yeah. it, it, and I prove it to myself day in and day out. There will be a week where I don't do meditation, where I don't do the mindfulness, where I don't do the exercise, I don't eat the healthy food, and the f- starting of the following week. I'm wondering why did you know what happened last week? Why was the business not working well? Why am I not feeling that good? And I always check back to my to my list. Did I meditate? No. Did I do this? No. And it's like it's proven. I've proven it to myself that if in order to be successful, you got to have a clear mind. You got to have a clear mind.
0: That's really interesting that you say that because you've you've been doing this a long time. You have achieved a, a very high level of success, and yet you're still able to say to people, I have to tell myself that I've got to, I've got to surround myself with this good stuff. I can't just, I can't just go, go at it. There's things that I have to do, even at this level, do you still find that maybe you can get that imposter syndrome? Like you hear a lot of people who are just starting out. They say, I can't, I can't do what these other people do because they have something I don't. I mean, at your level, do you still feel that way?
1: Yeah. You know, for sure. You, it's not that you feel that way. I don't feel that way anymore. Right. But I do have those thoughts that go through my, every day we have those thoughts that go through it. But it's, it's, it's about, it's, life's about the choices, right? And it's mm-hmm. how I choose to let those thoughts affect me, right? So for, I mean, I was paralyzed. I, even though I was successful, uh, I, like, I, at the end of my selling, you know, retail, whatever you want to call it, like, career, when I was 28, number one at the largest pharmaceutical company, I was still paralyzed. I wasn't oper I was not operating at my hundred percent ability. I was trying to, but I wasn't because I felt paralyzed. Um now when I've given myself the permission to be vulnerable, when I've given myself the permission to ask for help and to say I don't need there's so much power in saying I don't know. And then there's so much more power in saying, How can I how can I know more? How can I help? Like What's the answer? And looking and being open to the answer. And for me, I I haven't even. I mean, I've I have achieved for where I was to where I am massive success, and I'm going to continue to achieve massive success. And I'm going to probably make mistakes while I do that. But the one thing I know I'm never going to stop doing is growing. I, I'm so diligent on that, and 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 people around me know that. And and it it's sometimes some people don't like it. And for me, that's okay. We're not all supposed to be friends. We're not all supposed to like each other. I don't, I'm not disrespectful. I'm not rude. But you don't have to like me. I don't care. I'm on my mission. And I know that there are people, like when I said I was a triangle, I know there are triangles out there who feel the same way I do. Who want to, To grow. Who don't want to spend their time. Again, I don't want to get into the whole spending time watching TV and all that bullshit. But I'm talking about who don't want to be average. Mm -hmm. I, I made it very clear to my family that I don't want to be average. And if I'm not going to be average, I'm sorry. I can't hang out with average. I can't think like average. I can't eat, walk, or do like average. Or I'm going to become average. So does that mean I have to leave my family at some point? to go after it. Yeah. That doesn't mean I don't love them. I'm giving myself the permission to love them from a distance. So when I reach that ultimate level, I can then come back and pull them through that door. Because I realized you can't give what you don't have. Absolutely. Right? That's true. You got. Remember I said, hey, before we started this, remember I said, when you get me started, it's going to go. <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah. You know, speaking about success, let's talk about what you think has been your favorite achievement. What's, what's your favorite thing so far that you've done?
1: I would say um, the most powerful internally for me was mm-hmm. when I found that congruency. Mm. I, when, when, when I found that. Uh, because what happened was, not only did something shift internally, my belief system went to a whole nother level. And because that belief system went to a whole nother level, my operating l- level Uh, um, I guess went to another level or my operating Mm -hmm. system went to another level. Meaning I started once I got congruent with that message. So once I, once I was very clear on what my mark is supposed to be, not in 20 years, but in the next 10 years Mm -hmm. when what that, and and, and I truly, and I'm talking not, I told myself to believe it. No, it came from, from a higher power. It, It became bigger than me. That became congruent. My energy changes. And then, well, what happens when your energy changes, we all know is what you put out is what you get. So what did I start getting? All this positive reaction, all this positive results. I, I mean, I went from like how, I, I, you know, I, some, cause I shifted so many times. So I, I, I had 30 customers and I had none. You know, we were on that, that up and down train that most coaches are on, you know, the feast famine thing. And, and I, and it shifted and all of a sudden it, I don't do marketing. I don't even do marketing right now. I'm I'm always marketing myself, but like I'm not actively going out and doing Facebook ads or picking mm-hmm. up the phone and trying to get customers. They're coming to me. And that's a powerful place to be. And that Absolutely. was all because yeah. of that 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 just that again, I hate to keep saying it, but it was that congruency. Being congruent to who you are, to what that message is to you. To what it is you want to give out in that, you know, into the world. It it, it really not doing something someone's telling you to do it, doing it because you know it feels right. You know it is. So they say like the biggest, the most important three decisions you can make in your life is what do you do? Where do you do it? And with whom do you do it with?
0: Mm -hmm. Well, speaking of, of those three questions, What are you creating next in your business? What's on the horizon for you?
1: So horizon for me is actually, so now what I do is I help coaches, consultants, and service providers and thought leaders sell, close their high ticket offers over the phone. So I've created my agency, my sales trainer. So I'm a sales trainer that I go in and either coach sales teams or they hire my company and they hire me to close their product. So right now I'm working with, and I'm on NDA, so I can't say their names. But with one of the largest uh, internet marketers um, closing their high-ticket products, I work with several coaches because a, a huge thing with uh, coaching businesses, you got to be able to close. <laughs> mm-hmm. You got to be able to bring the sales in. Doesn't matter how great you are as a coach, or how great you are as a consultant, or how great your service or product is, if you can't close, there's a huge difference between selling and closing. And I know we won't go down that road today, but. We can speak about it another time. But if you can't close it, you can't put money on the table. And if you can't put money on the table, we know you you can't live, right? Right. So I took – so what I did was I took the one thing that I truly was a master at, an expert at, proven at, which is selling and closing. And then I matched it where the most pains I know where I was, which was these coaches and these consultants. Do I understand the pain that coaches go through? You're damn right I do. Do I understand the heartaches that a consultant will go through in their career? You're damn right I do. But do I know something that they don't know? Do I have a strength? Do I have something that most of these people don't even want? Yeah. And I married them. And that was what I meant by concurrency. Mm. So for me, we're building out the one call closer system. Right now we're taking on, I have, right now I have three employees that are, are, that are helping me. Uh, just in the selling aspect of it else. And I mean, the business is absolutely growing. Speaking at one of the largest mastermind groups next week, again, things, and it was so, it, it, again, it, it brings me back to, it was so funny because I wanted to be on stage. I wanted to, I wanted to get on podcast. So when I was doing it before, I wasn't getting on stage. I wasn't getting on podcast because I wanted it. And I wanted it so hard. But mm-hmm. when I stopped wanting it and I said, you know what? I'm just going to go after this one thing, which is the one called closer. All of a sudden, People now want me on stage. I'm getting emails. They're saying, Hey, we heard it. We heard about you. We, we want you to come speak to us. I'm like, where were you guys three years ago when I was like <laughs> losing thousands and thousands of dollars trying to make this happen for myself? You know, and it's one of those things that, and I always like, I'm a big, you know, like a romantic kind of guy. So I always kind of bring it back to love, but it's like, I see so many people. Like, I just wish I can have that person I love so much. And I, I don't want them to be this and I don't want them to be that, but I want love. And it's just like, Hey, listen. You want it too much. Sometimes you push it away.
2: Mm-hmm. You gotta
1: just, just like relax, enjoy, be in the moment, and it, unexpected things happen in unexpected moments. But if you want it, that if you want it too much, you you will push it away. You will push it away. And I wanted it so bad because I just thought I deserved it without having to go through that pain. And mm-hmm. I just pushed it away and pushed it away. And when I just let, I literally just made that emotional release and just was like, and just had that moment. I'm just going to go do this. I'm going to worry about the speaking career later. I'm going to worry about the podcasting later. I'm going to worry about being the social media, you know, whatever later. I'm just going to go do what my core thing is. All the other stuff just naturally started coming. Mm. And now I, now I get to choose. Who I want, who whose podcast I want to go on, and I get to choose whose stage I want to speak on. And the best part is, and we haven't, and we don't, not going to be talking about this now, is when you position yourself in a certain way, you get to choose who you want your clients to be and who Mm -hmm. you want to work with, and that Mm. is where the real power comes.
0: You know, we've been talking so far, kind of the inspirational stuff, how you got started, you know, your journey along the way. I want to shift a little bit more towards your business. One thing that, that a lot of coaches think is, you know, the, the only way to make a living is to just do one-on-one coaching. But, but there's so many different things that people can do online and offline to grow their business, to bring in different streams of income. Oh. Can you tell us, can you tell us a little bit about how you're generating revenue in your business? Yeah, there's an array
1: of ways that you can generate. I mean, we can go through that, but me personally right now, the way I'm generating revenue, uh, one of the ways is, you know, I'm trading your time. You try, I trade my time for my dollar, but Mm -hmm. I make sure that that dollar is worth my time. So when I'm dealing with these high, high ticket number one internet marketers, I will be doing, I do the, uh, the selling for them. I literally do the closing over the phone for them. The other way is I have a lot of other coaches that are just starting out, and they have more of a lower ticket, like a fifteen hundred, a two hundred, a two thousand, or a three thousand dollars product. Well, I now trained my sales staff to sell that product um, mm. for them. So not only do I get that contract and get to have that amazing relationship with the thought leader. I also now have a team selling their stuff for me. So now I'm doing what I want to do is impact the world. I'm now impacting these these people's lives because they never dreamed of ever making fifty, sixty thousand dollars a month by sitting at home and just having a conversation with people, mm-hmm. right? So uh, you know, so I have that residual income coming there. And then there's the masterminds. Uh, there's, I mean, there's so many ways for me. I'll be honest, right now. I I had to stop. I had a mastermind going. I was doing live events, and I was trying to do it all, and 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 I was and I was getting burnt out, and uh, and I realized that I need to come back down and master one or two things, and then once you master those, you can add on that next one. You can add and you can build and you can build. So as a as a as a coach who's doing one on one coaching, and you love the one on one coaching, if your price point is say three thousand dollars for one or five or ten or fifteen whatever it is, well, then why don't you have a group coaching where now you're not one-to-one because you'll never be able to scale your business one-to-one ever. Mm-hmm. It's just, it's, it's impossible. So why don't you have it where you can scale it? You're still giving the same value. See, a lot of coaches, oh, I won't be able to give the same value. No, it's bullshit. You can create an environment where you now have, maybe you close it off with 20 or 30 people max. And now you have other people helping and bringing ideas and bringing vibes and bringing the love and whatever it might be you're doing. Uh, and now you're one to many. So now you're spending your one hour. Instead of going with one, you're going with 20. Maybe a little bit of a discount. Maybe. But if you really position yourself and you really believe that what you do is powerful, why are you discounting that? Don't mm-hmm. do that. Leave it at the same price. Change the model.
0: Right. You know, we were, we were talking a little bit about, um, your mentor, Dan Locke, who was my inaugural guest on the show. One of the things that he said that, that I just loved was that when you're charging enough, you can go deep with each client and they aren't just a name in your database. Yeah. So, you know, that's just one of those things, exactly what you're saying that if you charge enough, you can really just work with a handful of people and make such a huge difference in those people's lives.
1: A hundred, a hundred percent. So again, in this, it comes down to lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. So Dan, he's really about okay. How do I have the best lifestyle with the best impact? So for him, is I know I can't help a thousand. You can't, and I don't care who you are. You know, unless you're Tony Robbins, we say leave it for Tony Robbins. But you can't help ten thousand people. But you, what you can do is probably you can impact 60 to 100 people a year. So charge higher prices, way higher prices. You charge these people 20, 30 grand for your services. Well, do you times that by 50, you times that by 100 people.
2: Mm-hmm. Is that
1: enough income for yourself? And now you're not working. You're not, you're not running around. Like, you know, these people, I've seen these schedules where they're on the half hour or even on the 15 minutes and their entire day is booked. And they're mm-hmm. running around with their heads cut off. And 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 the, here's the reality: is are you really giving your best effort when you're in that kind of state, state of mind, your state of being? Are you really giving your client what they really need when you're looking at the time and you're worried about your next fifteen minute client? I don't think so.
0: Well, I think that there's a. A way that you can combine the two, because actually what you were saying just a, a couple of minutes ago about wanting to get on stage, wanting to speak, wanting to get on podcast and speak to people. I think that there is a way that we can take that message and send it out to a lot of people, but then on the flip side, be able to work with the few people and have that be the way that that we can have that lifestyle that allows us to go and speak to a lot.
1: Uh, again, again, it's on that level. I would say the level of impact you want to make, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So for sure, you we it's free to have a podcast. You can right. speak, and in, and in a lot of I'm not going to do a podcast. You know, well then, then don't do it. Or or if you want, if you have a message, get a podcast. Very simple. There's people that love to be on shows and they love to talk. Have them be like be diligent. That podcast can grow. I mean. Hey, if you go in saying, I want to monetize my podcast, you're going in for the wrong reason. If you go in, hey, I have a message and I want the world to know this message. I guarantee you, if you do it and you're consistent, things will come out of that. You have a podcast. You have a, I mean, you have Facebook communities. You have Facebook private groups. You can have, you have an email. I, I know people who are making million dollars just on an email. Like literally they have an email list and they're email and they send an email a day and they're making millions of dollars and they're impacting people by that email, <laughs> right? There's, a, like I said, we live in a world, I'll tell you that we live in a world where it's never been easier to make a million dollars. Tell you that. There's, mm. there's a hundred and nine different ways if you want to call it <laughs> to make it. Like, it, I mean, and, and it, it's out there. It's just, you got to go, the biggest thing I would say is don't get caught up in the shiny, uh, the shiny object syndrome and, and, and make sure whatever the route you choose when it's even, you know, for, for coaching, make sure you're going down the coaching lane that you want to coach about, whether it's health, whether it's friendships, whether it's love, whether it's uh, uh, money, or whether it's life, whatever that is, don't do it because you think the money's there. Do it because you love it, and do it because you want to do it. And mm-hmm. and 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 like for me, uh, I, I thought that's what I wanted, and I, I know I my time isn't best served personal coaching, so I, I don't I don't do personal life coaching. I do sales training. I I I, I, I say I I I coach the ones that I know that have the ability to close. So mm-hmm. I'll coach them so they can learn what I do, learn my systems so I can help them create a life for themselves. I do that. But I, I this is a hard thing for me to say on, on this. and But I will say it is, and it's a hard one, is my business was failing in the beginning when I was a coach because I was trying to help, and I'm just going to say average people Become winners, Mm -hmm. and what I realize is that is a world of hurt and pain because you're trying to get the average person. They say they want to change, but they don't really want to change. They tell you they want to commit, they don't have the commitment, and you're trying to get them and you're trying to pull them into this world that you know that is possible because you made that decision yourself and you know how great it is, and you're doing everything you can to show these people there. And you're wondering why it just feels like it's just a constant uphill battle. And, you know, you might get that one awesome person out of the 20 that makes that shift and that ends up being your amazing client and you love them and, and you work with them and they and you see their lives change, which I've had that happen many times in my coaching uh, career. But what I realized when I also made that congruent shift is I want to be in the business of making winners win more Mm-hmm. because that is where the possibilities are higher. Because those people already know what it takes to win. They just need that competitive edge to win more. And that is why, for me, matching my years of sales experience and helping thought leaders, coaches, consultants, and I don't I don't do anything unless they're doing at least a $5,000 plus product, plus it has to be a product that works and impacts people. Mm-hmm. Because those are the people that I know once I teach them what I have, or if I sell it for them, they got the tools, they got the systems, the resources to, be, to make my job a lot easier.
0: So where do you find these people? What's your favorite strategy for getting new clients to come to you?
1: For new clients, I, I work my internal, I really work my internal network. So I'm mm-hmm. part of a lot of uh, networks, uh, internet marketing, coaches, networks. And, uh, if I, and again, I'm not picking up new clients today. But uh, I'm always marketing, and I'm always putting myself out there, uh, and uh, they're just coming right now. I spent—I had spent, oh my god, my first year, I'd spent fifty grand in Facebook ads
2: mm, trying mm-hmm. to get
1: clients. And wow. not to say, you know, they failed, but again, it all goes back to that congruency. But it's—it's it, it's really powerful when you get into a position where you don't need to worry about clients coming in. They're just the—the the phones just kind of ringing. And in order to do that, it's about the supply and demand, right? It's all about supply and demand. If, if you give too much supply. So again, if you're a coach who's, I'm, I'm there. I'll give you all my time. I'll spend extra hours with you. Your demand's going to go down. Mm -hmm. If your demand, if, if you, if you take your supply, you restrict your supply. Hey, I I don't work like that. Here's my booking page and you can book and I'm booked out two weeks, right? Out. Your demand's going to go up. So you have to play, you got to know how to play that. That, that, that supply demand, that's just, you know, business economics 101 is supply demand, right? And for me, I learned how to position myself so that I know how to create demand while keeping my supply restricted so I can still produce the results. Because at the end of the day, it's all about the results and the outcome. I don't care how many clients I have. If I can't get them the results or outcome, I'm not doing what I should be doing. So I've restricted myself so that I can get certain amount of clients maximum results. So that by doing so, those clients are going to go tell their friends about what I'm doing. And here's the best part. I don't know how much time we have here. Uh, Here's the best part. When you're dealing with these average people, these are the people that want discounts, right? Mm -hmm. These are the people that beg you and they say, I can't afford it. And that you work out ridiculous payment plans just because you're hurting for money. And you think, well, I'm going to help them change their lives, okay? And then they're going to come around. They're going to help me because they're going to remember. No, they're not. The people they're going to refer to you are the people they hang out with. So their friend is going to come to you and say, "Yeah, so and so sent me to you. Can I have a discount?" So now you're giving them a discount on the discount. Right. You see how that works?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: It, 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 it's and you wonder why your business isn't growing and why you're in this in this, you know, I hate, I don't know if I'm allowed to swear, but like this shithole of a mess. You gotta get yourself out by positioning yourself as the authority leader, as an expert. But if you're going to do that, you better be good at what you do. Right. And you yeah. got, you have to. If you don't, if you, if you're not good at what you do, go do something else. Go do something else. Really. If you, if you're a coach, but you have, if you, and you haven't really changed anybody's lives and you've been doing this for two or three years, I, again, I tell it how it is. Maybe you shouldn't be a coach. Maybe there's something you could be doing, but maybe being an entrepreneur and as a coach isn't your thing. Um, you know, if you're a speaker and you can't get gigs and you're, you know, you can't get on stage, no matter how many events you try to go to get a better speaker, I mean, you just can't be speaking. Maybe you got to shift, you know, shift your, shift what you want to do. Like, hey, man, I wanted to be an NFL football player. I'm not an NFL football player. I wanted to be an NHL hockey player. No matter how hard I tried, I'm never going to be one. But what I did know is I wanted to impact people like they do. I wanted to stand on stage like they do. So I did what I, so I went to the world that I know I can do that on. I can stand on stage in front of 10,000 people by speaking my word, by speaking my mythologies, by speaking sales. It's the same, it's the same thing. It's just a different avenue of doing that.
0: You know, Kayvon, you've, number one, you, you the excitement and the energy that you speak with, it's just like it's so inspiring just to, to have this conversation with you. You've built up such a successful business. If you had to start over – what would you say would be the first thing that someone should do, uh, that a coach should do if, if they're trying to start a business? Or what would be the first thing that you wish you had done when you got started?
1: Uh, again, I think I said it is get the right mentor and get and make sure... Uh, find that right mentor. So now and that, and that means is you might have to go through three to four or five of them, but be open to the fact that you might have to do that. Don't be close that you you've tried 10 and they failed you. Like I would... Before you really start investing in in money, so investing in building your brand and building all the tools, so you can go and mass expose yourself, make sure you have the right person um, leading you in the way, leading in that direction. Mm. It, it's, I can't, you can't do it alone. I don't care what anyone says. I, I, I'll challenge anybody anywhere. You cannot do it alone, on on your own. Nobody has created massive success on their own. In fact, if you pick up any successful book, you'll read the same thing. Nobody has done it on their own. You need to build a winning team around you. Don't think that you have to be alone. Don't feel like, you know, because being a coach, being an entre- entrepreneur is lonely. It sucks. It's hard. It's long hours. People think you're crazy. You start thinking you're crazy. But you need to surround yourself with the ones that are successful, not the wannabes, not the I call the drunk ones. So my first year, I was hanging out with a bunch of drunk coaches, you know, in theory. They're all drunk, just having fun, hanging out, not knowing what they're doing. But I thought, okay, I just got messed up in that drunkness. And then I sobered up and realized, oh my God, I'm hanging out at the wrong bar. I got to go hang out. I got to go hang out at the hotel lobby. I got to go hang out with where where the Rolls Royces are are, are driving. in. I got to go hang out with those guys. And when I made that shift and I realized that, It changed. It changed. Because those are the real ones that actually prove the success. And they're the ones that will show you how to go there. They'll, they'll tell you. They won't, they won't ask you for your money. They, or if they do, it won't be a lot. They won't, they, all they're going to ask you is for your commitment, your time, right? Your energy. Mm -hmm. And just in return, when you get there one day, you give that same thing back to somebody else.
0: This has been so good. Uh we're going to finish up now with the final 5 rapid fire questions. Oh. All right, what is one habit or skill that's helped you become unstoppable?
1: Uh my sales ability, uh resilience.
0: What's one quality you think every successful coach should develop? Leadership. Give us one book that's had a big impact either on your business or on your life.
1: On, uh Grant Cardone's actually recently uh, obsessed or uh, be average or be obsessed. Mm.
0: Give us one online resource that you think coaches would love and that you couldn't do business without.
1: An a re- online resource. Oh, well, I, I would say the power of YouTube.
0: Tell us how the listeners can best connect with you. Are you on social media? Yeah, um, very simple. I
1: make it easy. Uh, just Kayvon.com, K-A-Y-V-O-N.com. And there you can get to all my social media. If you're on social media, you can look up just K A Y V O N or Coach Kavon and you'll you'll find me.
0: Kevon, this has been awesome. I just I really want to thank you so much for being on the show with me today. I've learned so much, and your energy is just infectious. I mean, I'm I love it. I, I'm smiling from ear to ear. This is great. You know, I
1: appreciate that, and I hope <laughs> everyone you know is listening to this is smiling. And, and it's just it's always an honor to be here. So thank you so much and uh, just keep going for it that's all i gotta say just keep going for it no matter what so i gotta say this loud: like no matter what happens it's you it's like you in the world and you got to make that choice just keep pushing push push and it will come and i promise you if you're in line with your vision it will come and it's going to be a beautiful thing and i hope i meet you there thanks so much